listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Mm. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 90, where we will be discussing chapter 10 in Clockwork Prince, The Virtue of Angels. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. Awkward pause. <laughs> I'm Amanda. <laughs> yes. Did you forget your name? <laughs> um. No, I realize now that I forgot to check the volume on my microphone, so I'm trying to do that in the background of my nice. life. Noise. Yeah, no one really will smooth. notice. <laughs> Nobody no. will notice. How was your week? Busy. Getting getting ready for that bubba. Tired, obviously. Yeah, I just have a few more weeks and um I'm tired of all these appointments and stuff being having the gestational mm-hmm. diabetes is just exhausting because you have to like do all this stuff with your food and obviously right. be like good but then on top of it I have to go to appointments twice a week and then on top of that they want me to have extra ultrasounds <sighs> separately to make sure she's not getting too big because of the diabetes and then now I'm at the end of my pregnancy so I have to go in every two weeks for a regular oh OB appointment you, like, I'm just, just like, bring your too much. laptop to the <laughs> hospital because that's where you're gonna set up camp five days a week yeah <laughs> that's what my ob said she's like you Jeez. basically live here now and i was like seriously i mean <laughs> well each time it's a copay right on top of it yeah it is well not the ob appointment but yeah the the um stress tests and the ultrasounds and stuff yeah i know which it's 20 bucks but it's still it's twice a week and then the other ultrasound you know and then and then the ultrasounds they only have them at interstate <gasps> so i have to drive all the way over 84 and stuff oh, it's just i know that sounds so oh stupid God. but gosh in the middle of the day that's so much traffic yeah that's a long drive it's a 20 minute drive but it takes sometimes an hour you know that's a perfect segue into we have a poll that is up um asking what you would like uh what your preference would be um for Amanda's maternity leave um we have a couple of options uh we were thinking either we hit pause on the regular um chapter episodes and until she's back um and me and Robin would do like additional info maybe the what was it Robin either doing like character development so just an episode that's strictly about a character that we've met so far in the series um and we can keep that spoiler free um just talk about what we know so far far so far so i don't four. know i was gonna do that that's my least favorite option so don't pick that please. <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> or we could do um sp- like basically a month of spoiler episodes where kristen and i can arc the whole series my off of what we read. Like I mean, I haven't read every single piece of Shadow Hunter content, but um, like I haven't read the Lost Book of White or Red Scrolls of Magic yet. But um, for the most part, you know the whole thing, and mm-hmm. obviously we'll put lots of spoiler warnings in the description, the title, and before we talk about it, um, we can do our chain of iron exactly. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we can just keep continuing the chapter episodes right. and, you know, we'll just. Right. It'll be the or maybe somebody has a better idea. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave a write in option. Yeah, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Vote for Pedro. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm sorry. 
it leaves extra work for you guys. And I'm sorry that everyone won't get to hear my voice for a few weeks. That's that's the real heartbreak. <laughs> yeah, that's the real tragedy. <sighs> yeah. So we figured we'd let you guys have input. Yeah, you tell us. Tell mm-hmm. us what you want, what you really, really want. Yep. Like, like, ah. Tell us it's more 90s content. <laughs> Dude, I was listening to the 90s station on Spotify. Right. Oh, that's a good one. And Spice Girls came on and I was jamming, man. I was like, oh, it feels like 1998. Like, <laughs> yep. So good. Got your hairbrush and everything. Yep. <laughs> it was a highlighter. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. <laughs> this is a story oh, about a girl named Lucky. <laughs> Love me some Britney, man. I am a huge Britney fan. Oh, my God. Uh, that's great. Oh, well, what do you guys say we uh, cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworld or Dish. Tessa and Jim take a midnight ride through the east end of London, driving right past <laughs> Mrs. Love, it's meat pies, savory and sweet pies, all the way to the demon powder drug den. They go knock on the door and are met by a warlock woman in a red dress, just like the Matrix woman in red. It's her, guys. Anyway. She doesn't want to let them in, but Jim holds the door open with his pimp cane and lets everyone know he's the one calling the shots. The warlock woman is a total bitch and points out Jim's yenfin use because of his coloring, taunting him about the supply running short. They finally get Will pointed out to them. He's laying down on one of many rows of beds and is having lucid drug-infused demon dreams. Tessa and Jim are able to get him outside and into the carriage, but not before Jim punches Will. Pow! Right in the kisser! At the Institute, Jim runs inside and Tessa's left trying to find him. Unsuccessful, she goes to bed but gets woken up by Jim killing his violin. She, of course, walks right into his room. Inappropriate. (laughs) And tries to convince him that his life isn't all gloom and doom. And even though Will is a major general asshat, he's still deep down a good guy. Jim finally tells Tessa how he feels and the two decide to play baseball, getting all the way to second base. Before Tessa knocks over the drug that he literally needs to survive, Jim asks her to leave, and after some convincing, she obliges. In the hall, Tessa sees Jessamine creeping around the hallways dressed as a dude and slinking into her bedchamber. I forgot about that part. (laughs) Okay, I have a question. So I don't know if it's discussed, or probably not because it doesn't actually matter, but um, obviously this yin fen is a powder substance does he is it like cocaine like do you snort it does he drink it he dissolves it okay. in water that's what i was okay that was my he rubs it on his teeth <laughs> i mean yeah i think that's his palatable way of consuming it right i'm pretty sure that there's rougher ways like on her gums like robin was saying yeah yeah okay yeah. okay sure <laughs> So Will is back to his shenanigans the next morning, obnoxiously regaling the breakfast table with his debaucherous adventures into the seedy London underbelly. We're in Tessa's point of view, so naturally she notices every detail about Will's face, including the fresh shiner that he's sporting, courtesy of Jemethan. Now, how? Okay, so why was his mouth bleeding? If he was punched in the eye. Right. Now, I feel like she said the bruise was on his cheek. Okay. Like, 
maybe like if you do like on the cheek and you hit the upper teeth and the lip maybe, he maybe got a good okay. angle but yeah yeah maybe jim has yeah, really maybe big hands <laughs> okay six <laughs> i'm <feet>. sold <laughs> <laughs> skilled violinist right, right. <laughs> slender man finger This is like yikes. Maybe we'll maybe we'll skip third <laughs> or third base. Still home. Still home from second. I don't even know what the bases are. <laughs> I googled it. I'm not gonna lie to you. And then I had a panic moment because I used my work computer and didn't put it in incognito. <laughs> Can you imagine our GM being like, "Why were you googling bases?" <laughs> Oh, that's great. You guys are such squares. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, is it correct? Was Kristen correct? They got to second base? Huh? Well, that's what I said. Oh, that's okay. Oh, so that's why you had to Google it because you were going to put in there what base they were at. Got it. Okay. I, I put it in okay. my recap. Yeah. <laughs> right. I didn't want to be incorrect or Square. inappropriate. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, oh my god okay so sophie's buzzing about making sure her kept shadow hunters don't have to exert any effort at all to sustain themselves you know like god forbid they have to get up and get their own plate <laughs> like everything should be within arm's reach my ass should not have to leave the seat sophie <laughs> <laughs> but they're so oh. athletic <laughs> right <laughs> exactly well they got to save all that energy That's fair okay for training yep. <laughs> meanwhile around the table uh jessamine's a lullaby away from falling asleep in her tea charlotte's looking rough after pulling an all-nighter in the library and henry is completely oblivious as usual <laughs> but honestly tessa's not paying much attention to any of them because jem's chair is sitting empty just taunting her Hey, quick sidebar. I feel Tessa here. Like she's nervous and insecure about their like midnight rendezvous. And all she wants right now is a little reassurance from Jem. But like he's not there. And that is more alarming than anything Uh else. Because she's like, now I can't see his face. He can't give me like the everything's cool wink. The the nod. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The chin lift. Oh, this is bad. Yeah. Anyway, so just as Charlotte is about to go off on Will for, well, everything, Jem sweeps in, joining the conversation mid-sentence and taking the seat farthest away from Tessa. Awkward. Like, you know how you, like, build things up in your head and, like, it's always a thousand times worse. Definitely. Especially when you're, like, dealing with other people. You're like, oh, they think this. And they are not at all thinking about anything like that. 100%. That is literally everything. I was going to take a picture of my watch to show it to Amanda today. Because I thought about like making having to make this phone call. And my heart rate went from 65 to 136. Uh, literally in seconds. Because I was just having anxiety thinking about making a phone call. And you could see it on my Apple Watch. Both of them. You're just a couple seconds ago. And I'm like, dude. Jesus. We got issues. 
well, Tess has been doing that. And then Jem pulls this shit. And now she's just been reaffirmed. Like all the bad things. It's, it's worse. <laughs> He's now sitting completely across the table. Not making eye contact. This is horrible. We're going to see her again. <laughs> okay. I want to know, does, does Tessa sit next to Will? And he's actually trying to sit away from Will. Is that huh. it? I I don't know. I but in her head, she's just like, oh, dude. Maybe. But because I think Will is across from her. Okay. And then, like, Jem sit next, sits next to Will. So he's probably just trying to sit away from Will. Yeah. But in her head, of course, mine too if I was her. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Hunted. Hunted. <laughs> So Jem explains that he used a tracking rune on Will last night and he and Tessa went and brought his sorry ass home. I'm going to read this little excerpt. <laughs> this is Jasmine. Uh, you worry too much, said Jasmine. It's silly. You're quite right. I won't make that mistake again, said Jem, reaching for the dish of kettergree. Um, As it turned out, Will wasn't in need of my assistance at all. Okay. First of all, <laughs> Damn. He's like, yeah, I won't bother. I won't be making that mistake again. Thanks. Hmm. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yep. We know how he feels. Right? And secondly, I had to know what Kedgory is. And so I looked okay. it up. <laughs> so from what I can tell, it's like this British bastardization of a traditional Indian dish that has now turned into like a, a British like common dish right like so they they, oh, okay. they took an indian dish and then like did some weird stuff to it mm-hmm. and then now it's like huh. a british dish it's what right. america does and like it, it's tex-mex <laughs> yep <laughs> so yeah so the, the, they, oh my god so this uh, this atrocity <laughs> is typically made with smoked haddock hard-boiled eggs basmati rice curry powder milk and like aromatics like onions and herbs pass right okay everything except the fish sounds good no i don't like hard-boiled eggs i don't i don't want so Mm-mm. no thanks <laughs> it feels like a wrong it's almost thing. like um tuna like but- why do we put mayonnaise and pickles in it but it's delicious so maybe it's like that in my family, we do pico de gallo Ooh. and lime and mayonnaise mm-hmm. on tostadas, but um, obviously, sandwich version, pickles, and mustard. Okay. Okay. It's delicious. It's weird. I'm a, I'm a no mayonnaise kind of person. What do you, yeah, what do you use in your tuna? Or do you not eat tuna? I don't eat tuna. Okay. Have you had it before? Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. I meant like without mayonnaise, like you do put something else in it or something. I just like use that. mustard huh. or like hummus. Okay. Okay. Hummus. That's I've done that mm-hmm. before. Hummus. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I should know this about you. Huh? I what? feel like I should know this about you by now. But I know you. Do you do Miracle Whip? No. Thank goodness. No, I didn't think so. That's either. Jason's thing. I feel like Jason does. would eat Miracle Whip. Yes. But he. It has to be in the fridge. He, he doesn't like regular mayonnaise okay you like miracle whip yes because he's from salad Indiana. dressing yeah it's so generic it literally yeah. just says salad dressing on it that's what we used to have when we were kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> no so of course i'm like 
you know, what the hell is this? So I looked it up. I'm like, that looks disgusting. I go, I bet that the traditional Indian version is probably really mm. delicious. And so oh, I yeah. looked it up. It's called uh, uh, Kichuri. Kichuri? Um, and it seems like it's one of those things that's like a common dish that like everyone's grandmother does differently. Okay. Uh-huh. So it's basically like dal, which is like a, like a stewed lentil on top of rice, right? But they add like different spices and stuff. And so apparently the Indian version, uh, a lot of people like do curry, like curried lentils over rice. and Dude, I can get into that. Whatever. And I was like, okay. That yeah. sounds good. That sounds delicious. So like, I don't it's know like about the American version. Boiled of, do eggs. you put hot dogs or chili in your macaroni and cheese? Oh yeah. Everybody makes it differently. <laughs> That's the American version. Yep. All of it. I'll do it. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No. Or ketchup. ketchup. Or pepper. Mac. I'll have chili mac. How do you have your craft mac? The real <laughs> macaroni and cheese, as my kid calls it. <laughs> she no. made homemade mac and cheese yeah I did I made a roux and everything and he's just like I was like he's like can I I want mac and cheese I'm like you're in luck look what I made he's like no I want the real one. <laughs> oh damn okay um no I mean it is good you guys come on craft is amazing so good yeah I had it for lunch today I don't need to add anything to it, but I'll eat hot dogs and chili and that shit. Yeah. I've oh, never had it with chili before. Good. I've heard I've yeah. all good things. All good things. So anyway, I'm I think I'm gonna try and make it. It it looks dope. And I have lentils and I have all that. That does stuff sound good. House, so yeah. At least send us pictures. I'm not into Ooh, lentils. Okay. The basmati mm. rice sounds good. Yeah, that does. smells so good stuff Kristen told me how to make like uh okay obviously you, I had an earache and you're like put rice in a sock and put it in the microwave uh-huh. and I used basmati rice because <laughs> it smells good I had the most of it and I wasn't planning on like we eat tons of rice in our house obviously yeah. and um it smelled so That's good awesome. when it was in the microwave <laughs> So upon being interrupted, lecturing Will, Charlotte turns her attention to Jem, rare in her engines to scold him for taking Tessa to such a shady part of town. Never mind the fact that Charlotte sent her to a literal murder party where the only guests were vampires and their blood slaves. <laughs> but. <laughs> okay. Sure. Oh, nay, nay. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Jem quickly deflects. Tessa is not made of delicate china. She will not break. Damn, is it hot in here or is it just Tessa's flaming I think cheeks? That his attitude um, stayed with him overnight. <laughs> he is. He's he's a yeah. risky today. <laughs> but dude, fucking Tessa has no chill. Tessa is Robin. <laughs> Cannot yes. hide the expression on her face. There is no poker face. <laughs> That's Robin. That happened to me today. I was mad at something. My kid's like, what's wrong? And I was like, dude, I'm mad at my email. Leave, Quit looking at me, swan. <laughs> You're judging me. <laughs> 
So Will, blissfully unaware of Tessa's new hot and bothered state, refocuses the group on hmm. himself. You see, Will has been sitting on some very relevant cheesme. So he wasn't completely gacked out of his mind while he was in the drug den. <laughs> he was actually kind of paying attention, right? He was peeking he out. He was the undercover, blinds, you guys. You know what I mean? So, like, right. it was okay that he went there. I have a permanent memory room <laughs> or like something. So Will, okay, he was paying attention and he saw a bunch of person slash wolves buying up literal buckets of yin fen. Yeah. Not a good sign. Given the information we got before, we got the night before. Right. At least we found out though. Right. Because Jim and Tessa That's didn't true. give a shit. <gasps> got to drink mm. me some dad. What? Nothing. Nothing. You'll hear it when you edit. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like I'm an just Easter kidding. Egg. I did. I just said you had to drink me some diet. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Because you're like, let me try that again. Chug. Well, I was trying to get the last drops out. Like this. I know. I did that the other day in the car with the coffee cake, and all the crumbles fell into the bag. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you just a little like happy shoot into your mouth. <laughs> and then every once in a while, it chokes you. Because they're just random fires. Chips when they fall in. Yeah, I do it with popcorn. That's it. To your mouth. <laughs> I do it in bed. No. <laughs> I know you do. You did this way too well. <sighs> I always get one every episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> Charlotte's response is just like, yeah, that's horrible, but I can only handle one disaster at a time. So we're going to need to put a pin in this and circle back with Woolsey Scott when this Mortmain fiasco is over and I'm no longer at risk of losing my job. Okay. But Will's got one more tidbit he's been holding on to for added suspense and drama because that's fucking Will's yep. M.O. When asked why the person slash wolves needed so much of the very specific demon drug that Jem needs to live, they said because plot. I mean, because, quote, it pleased the magister that the drug kept them working all night long, unquote. Mm. You couldn't mm. lead with that? You had to build up the right. suspense? He likes to hear himself talk, and if he would have started with that, he couldn't have finished his story. Fair. So, that's right, motherfuckers. Marty's back with a vengeance. The news sends Charlotte into a tizzy. Uh, this woman seriously is way overworked and stressed to handle yet another disaster. Uh, so, she turns to her husband for support. But when he opens his mouth, she remembers that she's married to Henry, and emotionally available, he is not. <laughs> Charlotte clearly hurt and her fucking at her fucking wits end leaves the room before she, before she says or does something she'll regret. Amen. Like mm-hmm. fuck. I love Henry, but he's got to pay attention. Where is he at? I mean, come on, mental like he's just like in La La Land all the time. Yep. Well, okay, I guess I should wait till you say this next part. Okay. Until I say my piece. Okay. Okay. So Henry is belatedly bewildered at his wife's behavior. And of course, Will can't help but make fun of Henry, uh, this time going with a historical reference rather than his preferred method of pretentious douchery, literary quotation. 
<laughs> he, he's like, oh, yeah, you and your circle. Nothing can disturb you and your circles. I just, Henry says basically, like, if Charlotte wanted me to go with her, why didn't she ask? But she fucking did. Right. She did. She's like, why don't you come with me? And he's like, no, it's cool. I'm not good at it. And then he's like, oh, if she wanted me to go, why didn't she just ask? I'm like, I will go in there. And my 11 years together with my spouse ass will punch you in the face. (laughs) Listen to your wife. Listen to this bitch. Okay. Bitch. She's tired. Dude. Yeah, he he's like he needed it to be more literal. He couldn't let it it couldn't be a a question of like, do you think you should come with me, you know, to help out? Hmm. No, it should've been like I you want need you to come, come with me, me or I'm going to be mad at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and I, and I I understand. But at the same time, Charlotte, you know yep. who Henry is. Like you know that you have to be more direct with him. When has he ever been like I don't want to help you? He just doesn't think he's worthy of like he doesn't think you well, he need probably him. thinks he's going to get in the way. And so I think exactly. I think that like, she oh, wants him to uh-huh. want to help her. Right. So it's like, oh, yeah, I, you know, your support. And then he'd be like, yeah, I'd love to be there to help you out. That's what she wants to hear. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. They have a breakdown of communication. Communication. <laughs> So Will tries to have a cheeky moment with his pair bro, but uh, Jem gives him the cold shoulder and follows after Charlotte, which I totally understand, but throw Tessa a damn bone on your way out at the very least. Give her a wink. Give her a smile. smile. Let her know that you don't hate her because that's what she's thinking right now. Poor kid. Finger Finger guns. guns. She's been conditioned to think that like basically like what she just did was like super sinful and he probably thinks less of her now. Like not that he wasn't fucking there, but like that's what yeah. she's been like. It's been drilled into her head. Aunt Harriet. Right. <laughs> so Tessa tries to play Will Smith to Henry's Kevin James, but she's no hitch and it doesn't really Love work that. out. Deciding uh, it a better fate than listening to yet another of Bridget's death lullabies, Tessa lets Will escort her to training. She doesn't have to change because they're just throwing knives and she doesn't need like full range of motion for I that. I feel like I would just want to change to not be right. in those like clothes. Yeah. Right? I'm going to put some pants on, yo. Pants on the ground. Sorry. <laughs> Do you remember that from American Idol? Of course you don't, Robin. I never watched that show. The guy made up his own that song. That was like two, yeah. though. That, that was, was like long. so long Pants on ago. the ground, pants on the ground. Looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. <laughs> I feel like that's something Andy would sing walking sing around your house. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Guaranteed we're not the only family that does that. Probably not our listeners because they're a little too young. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, so just as Will predicted, his presence made fucking Gabriel absolutely Love insane. <laughs> Gabriel is 
full on pouting. And when Tessa makes an offhanded comment about not liking him, he acts like someone just drop kicked his puppy. Dude is like, <laughs> he's like, what do you mean you don't <laughs> like me? She's like, you're a dick. Like all the fucking time. What do you expect? <laughs> me? <laughs> what? The cookie jar. Right? <laughs> Wait, that's opposite. Who took the cookie from the cookie jar? We know mom put the cookies in the cookie jar. <laughs> Who, who's been refilling the cookies? <laughs> you know that we have a peanut allergy. <laughs> I have diabetes. Stop giving me cookies. Dude, Wilfred Burnley pops up and he's like, diabetes. It's correcting you because you said it incorrectly. As I take my blood sugar right now. Wait, how soon after you have the baby can you eat Well, normally? they'll test my sugars after I have him and just make her and make sure. I was thinking of when I had Lincoln. Um, just make sure that I'm good. Um, with Lincoln, it was um, I couldn't do, eat normally until I went home. And that was two days. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, no, it wasn't so not terrible. bad. Not bad. Literally picked up sushi like, no, on the way weeks. home from. They're like, you motherfucker. <laughs> no. no, we're picking up. We're doing the same thing again. Sushi on the way home from the hospital. Oh, so delicious. Like idea. So Will surely isn't helping though. Taunting Gabriel every chance he gets. This little excerpt of their back and forth. Both of you be quiet, Gideon called from across the room. We're meant to be working, not snapping at each other over years old petty disagreements. Petty, Gabriel snarled. He broke my arm. Will's like, it was one time. Why do you gotta bring up old shit? That's what I was gonna say. Why do you gotta bring up old shit? That's so great. <laughs> Yeah, it's great until you're married to it and they say that in an argument. That's literally where I learned that was from Andy saying that to me in an argument. <laughs> so Gabriel's response is exactly why his name is fucking Gabriel. Mm -hmm. Trademark pending. Quote. When we run the Institute, he said, pitching his voice loud enough for Will to hear, this training room will be far better kept up and supplied. Tessa looked at him angrily. Amazing that I don't like you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Dickhead, do you hear the words coming out of your mouth? Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, <laughs> exhibit A. Right? You guys, it gets worse. Gabriel doubles down, asking why Tessa even bothers to have an opinion since she doesn't belong at the Institute. And the first thing his father will do when he runs the Institute is exploit her like they would any other powerful downworlder who they pretend is an ally. At least he said they'd give her money. Well, obviously. <laughs> True. He's like, you'll you be rich. You're, you little warlock. We'll treat you like shit, yeah. but you'll be rich. Gross. We will yeah. buy your dignity. Yes. Exactly. Gabriel goes on, and this next bit is basically just an info dump, so I'm going to summarize what we learn. Aloysius had a granddaughter who turned forsaken and died during her first rune ceremony when she was 10. Uh, the grief killed his wife, and his son and daughter-in-law moved to Idris and haven't been back since. 
They're like, peace out. We're never coming back to York. So they're not coming back to take over the Institute from Papa Starkweather. Gabriel says more disparaging shit about Charlotte and Will has to flex his bad boy muscles. I I got to. Um, I got it's got to be direct okay Will Will tossed his apple core into the air at the same time drawing the knife from his belt and throwing it the knife and the apple sailed across the room together somehow managing to stick into the wall just beside Gabriel's head the knife driven cleanly through the core and into the wood dude that's some badass shit I was I was gonna say that's not real guess what spoiler this is a story (laughs) (laughs) i love you (laughs) sincerely amanda just has her arms folded no wrong Mm -mm. impossible impossible yep i was reading this and i was like "Hmm, really (laughs) so stupid Amanda's version of inappropriate is uh, inaccurate. <laughs> like, that's not. They wouldn't do yeah. that. It's like me when I watch cop shows and I act like I know more about <laughs> all of that than yeah, anyone they in wouldn't Hollywood. Do that. I'm like, they wouldn't do that. That's not, no, that's not oh, how that's, that's done. <laughs> totally do that too. Oh, just armchair quarterbacking. <laughs> So Gabriel is not in the mood because his father just told him a huge family secret that he's been harboring for years and in an effort oh, that he's been harboring for years in an effort to protect the Fairchilds, which totally sounds legit. It's not. Nothing suspicious about that. <clears throat> it's annoying. <laughs> it is. So let me tell you a little something about this story. Okay. <laughs> so (laughs) gabriel explains that his uncle silas his mother's brother broke the law in some small way he's like it was minor insignificant the issue doesn't matter okay let's move on (laughs) she was like misdemeanor elliot okay missy misdemeanor elliot okay it was not a felony and uh so charlotte's father was a big tattletale and went to the clave about it because he found out what (laughs) silas did And um, because of this, Silas took his own life due to the shame and Gabriel and Gideon's mother died from the grief. And he says, and I quote it, the Fairchilds don't care about anyone but themselves and the law. And I kind of like feel like this is the second time we've heard that about Charlotte's dad now in Mm -hmm. this like just in the last couple chapters. And so like his her dad is totally a tattletale. Nobody wants to be friends with you. Okay, you're going to tell all of our secrets. It's not cool. But I mean, it is kind of good to do the right thing, right? So anyway, I don't know. All I can hear is Alec. The law is hard, but it's the law. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. He's really a fair child. (laughs) I just... It's queer. Okay. Not that I... I love my brother. Mm -hmm. I do. But it seems crazy that, like... His sister died from grief because his brother yeah. killed himself. Well, I feel like there's a lot of people dying from grief. Uh-huh. Right? Like, <laughs> like is this thing a... like, like, 
I feel like that is a Victorian term for maybe other yeah. things that they huh? didn't want. It, it's a more palatable term for maybe right. other right. things. Like we're going to do some bloodletting to clear uh-huh. Uh-huh. your disease. Well, and I'm sure people died from shit that they didn't know what it was and they just called yep. it something. They're like, has anyone yeah. died recently? Okay, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's get this uh, to the school. Yeah. We need this Put cadaver. it in a book. <laughs> Put it in our notebook. Okay, anyway. Our handy dandy notebook. Yep, it's Blue's Clues. So Jessa jumps, Jessa, geez Louise, Tessa jumps in to defend Charlotte saying it was her father and not her fault. Like, this was, Charlotte didn't do that. And Gabriel reminds her yet again that she isn't a shadow hunter, so she shouldn't, uh, she wouldn't understand, like, the family pride, like, the blood pride. I just feel like that's weird. Yeah, I don't, it's icky. I don't like it. (laughs) Tell me. That is some fucking um, Montague's and Capulet bullshit that I'm like, that just makes everyone dead. (laughs) You've read Tell me Gabriel is not a Slytherin. <laughs> right? Okay. I mean, nerd. So, okay. So he goes on to bitch about how Charlotte is like, how she gets to run the Institute because her father got the console to like make it happen. And I don't know why, but I thought that that decision was made after her dad died. Like I thought we learned that earlier in like the last book, but whatever. So maybe he was trying like getting on that before he died or something. But, um, yeah, I think the final decision was after, but like her dad was around when she married Henry. Right. And she knew that like she had to marry someone that could give her like, could allow her to take on because she couldn't do it by herself. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because she's a woman, right? Well, and he, she said basically Mm -hmm. he had made it clear that he wanted a son. (laughs) Yeah. To be able to like pass Mm -hmm. the Institute on to. That's fair. Okay. But her and her stupid ovaries ruining right. everything. And being so young, I guess not for then, but still, it's crazy. Because she was like eighteen when he died, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> crazy. So it's amazing how conveniently, as soon as she turned eighteen, yeah. he died. Yeah. He was like, "I'm done, bro. We're over this. Please, <laughs> I gotta go." He died from grief. Oh. Just kidding. Just kidding. Of not having a boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking Gabriel go um says that he still wants to take uh the institute away from her because he doesn't think that she deserves it. And um he's like she's she's not even liked like her husband doesn't even love her. Um which is basically <sighs> like this marriage is basically arranged. No one could ever love her. Like he doesn't even know her. It makes me so angry. He's like everyone knows that Henry doesn't love her, and Charlotte's father just paid off the Branwells to get Harry to, Henry to marry her. And this motherfucker. Listen, I know, I know. You guys are just as mad as I am. But <laughs> Sophie takes care of it for us because she walks <laughs> right up and straight up slaps this motherfucker across the face, Slap. as she should. And um, Tessa yells Sophie's name, <laughs> but only to ask if she's all right. Like, <laughs> she's not like, oh, I can't believe you did that. She's like, wait, are you cool? You cool, girl? <laughs> so, like, is your air hand fives, okay? Dude. Do you need some ice? Yeah. How's your hand? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
fuck you, Gabriel. Move over. Exactly. <laughs> so why are you crying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Gabriel doesn't do anything about it, right? He just stands there like with his hands tensed. Like he's not going to hit a girl back. So he just doesn't even know what to do. So he stands there with his hands tensed and then he just kind of like he beats feet. He just turns and goes. And um, Sophie looks to Gideon to apologize because she's just like, I guess he's gone. I'll apologize to the brother or whatever. But Gideon's like, it's cool. I can tell you've been paying attention and training. Like, that was a really good slap. <laughs> so <laughs> Will asks him if the story that Gabriel just told them is true. So Gideon explains that he had never heard the story before until the boys came home from their first day of training the girls at the Institute. And their father basically was like, I need the cheese may on how the Institute is being run. And Gideon was like, it's good, yo. Like, Charlotte's cool. You know, everybody's fine. <laughs> and since Benny wasn't getting the answers, like the story that he wanted, he wanted to know she was doing a really bad job. He told the boys about their uncle and um, this story whatever and so gabriel worships his father so he was like yo that bitch just because his dad thinks <laughs> the same thing like <laughs> so the real story about silas is that he fell in love with his parabro tie now really quickly i have to say that i was listening to one of the audiobooks i don't remember which one but they said parabrota parrot say say it for me parabro Parabotai? Yeah, parabotai. And I was like, they're saying that wrong. Because <laughs> we say parabotai for all of it. See, I couldn't even pronounce <laughs> it just now. Parabotai. I said it yeah, wrong there too. You go. That's it. Oh <laughs> so anyway, he fell in love with his parabotai. And um, that is a major infraction. Not just the small little itty bitty one that Gabriel literally said. <laughs> it's a small infraction inaccurate yep. <laughs> so the clave would have separated the two the parabro ties um so silas took his own life because of for that reason and um gideon believes that his mother died really did die from grief but that she would have wanted revenge on charlotte's father also um but like gabriel was so young when it happened it's just like grow up bro is basically sort of the thing he was feeling like yeah she probably would have wanted this revenge so he thinks that he's like family pride sort of keeping on with the tradition of hating the fair child you know i just i it seems so silly like and i feel like he knows it's silly yep. but i feel like it's the one thing that he's holding on to to be close with his father which is basically the only family he has left mm -hmm. since now him and Gideon are kind of like on opposite sides yeah it feels like mm -hmm. so he's choosing the side of his dad obviously he's like desperately Ugh. clinging to what he knows so weird even though he knows it's fucking wrong exactly yeah <laughs> so um Gideon says he doesn't feel like a son, a son should have to take on their father's sins and Will slips in and he's like or the daughters and Gideon kind of gives him like <laughs> right. a halfway smile like yeah obviously Charlotte yeah uh, so anyway they're kind of sad because um, Gabriel won't come back now and Sophie's like shit yeah <laughs> so Charlotte's gonna, oh God, gonna get super so mad at me my mom's gonna be so mad at me <laughs> so tessa offers to go uh, run after gabriel to apologize on sophie's behalf 
She's like halfway. She takes off. She's like halfway down the hall and she hears Will yelling her name. And she's such a bamf that she's like, why are you following me? (laughs) Why are you so obsessed with me? (laughs) But it wasn't, it didn't actually have to do with their relationship. She was like, you know, you can't leave those two alone. Like, haven't you figured that out by now? Like, they're going to make a baby in like five seconds flat. (laughs) And Will's like, wait, Sophie? Gideon, like Sophie? And then I forget that they have, he hasn't been up there. So maybe he hasn't seen it. Uh Uh-huh. But right. she's like, you didn't see it while you were in there? Like, come on. So anyway. And he was like, no, I was too busy staring yeah. at you. Yeah. Throwing yeah. knives. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so she adds that if um, Will's with her anyway, Gabriel won't talk to her. So like, go away. Either way, you need to go back for all of these reasons. And he's like, girl, he is gone like a freight train. Okay, come see. So he pulls her into the drawing room where. Um, Inappropriate. Yep. Because she's like, ooh, his warm skin touching my skin. And guess what? My skin's warm, too. (laughs) Except they're talking about how cold it is. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Like, better sit by the fire. Every room is so cold unless you're literally right next to the fire. It just sounds miserable. Like, don't worry. My loins are warm enough for the both of us. Heat up this whole damn room. (laughs) Yeah. So from the drawing room, they can look through the window and they can see Gabriel speeding away. (laughs) (laughs) Galloping. Yeah. And so um, Will's basically also he's like, Sophie isn't dumb. Like she won't let Gideon take advantage of her. Like they're fine. Like you did last night. Mm. (sighs) So. Well, I don't know. I mean, it was a little less let and a little more command. Because she was like, take them liberties. That's true. Take them. Take them. (gasps) I like how Robin had said it. (laughs) Robin's so uncomfortable. Yeah, she's giving us awkward face right now. And we're barely even saying anything. (laughs) You just said liberties. And all I can think of is give me liberty or give me death. (laughs) Okay. So Tessa takes this time to do what I would probably do. And it is to make Will feel like shit about the whole gem thing. And um, (laughs) she's like, aren't you like even a little upset that he's upset? And Will's like, eh, he's too saint like anyway. Like he could use a little bit of anger in his life. (laughs) And uh, Will explains that he doesn't remember much from that night except like that they woke him up and Tessa was holding him, which I think is funny because she wasn't really even actually holding him. He was just like hanging on to her. Right. Yeah, he, he like fell on her. Trying to stay yeah. upright. <laughs> and um, he knew that it was Tessa because she always smells like lavender. <sighs> anyway, he's letting his um feelings seek out. That's a little bit, like seep out. That's the Victorian version of a guy in two thousand five being like, "I know it's you because you smell like love spell." Yeah, me and every other basic bitch. Yep. <laughs> Love, love spell. Yep. And every guy wore Abercrombie um, yeah. cologne. Axe body spray. Oh, God. Okay. Or the Adidas cologne. God. Oh, my God. That's great. So Tessa actually goes in to explain why Gemma's upset. And she's like, you know, your actions can affect others. Like, he is upset because you took 
the like he has to take this drug to survive and you're just doing it for fun without thinking and she says that um jem thinks will was making a mockery of what's killing him and he sits up and this was like really sobering for him and he's like no he can't think that like i would never do that and this is like will he does (laughs) (laughs) hate to tell you (laughs) so will sits up and he's like man this is some heavy shit man man (laughs) i do care what other people think about me it's like all i think about and tessa's like yeah okay Uh uh-huh totally (laughs) believe you (laughs) and he looks her dead in the face and he tells her that it's true all he thinks about is when he looks at her um and he wonders what she's feeling and um he's fearing and then charlotte walks into the room and ruins all of the cheese made that's starting to get good so she, yeah she has um Wolseley scott with her and he is the head of the london person slash wolf pack and he tells her he knows everything about her and he's like super stoked to meet her <laughs> yeah you're the changing girl i love girl. that tessa's like a celebrity yeah <laughs> all these downworlders are like oh shit you're the one you're the shapeshifter it's fuck we gotta be best friends it almost seems dangerous to tell people that Dude. I don't know. Anyway, for a minute, we go back to the training room with Gideon and Sophie right after Will and Tessa left. And Gideon suggests that they go back to training, but Sophie's over it. She knows that he's not actually there. Like, he's not into training her and Tessa. And, like, I know that you're just here to try to get the the cheese made from us. Like, I know the truth. This isn't real. Let's just give it up, Okay. So she knows that now that she slapped Gabriel, like it's all over. Charlotte's going to be really mad at her. She's probably going to get fired. Like this is all done. And Gideon's like, dude, weren't you listening to that story? Our families don't get along. Gideon deserved it. So you'll probably actually get a raise. <laughs> Charlotte's Gabriel. into it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Gabriel <laughs> deserved it. Too many G's. Why do they do that? <laughs> Parents are mean. <laughs> that like that soccer picture I told you about. Yes. They um, it was a team picture, and the guy was writing down the photographer, not the guy, was writing down the kids' names because they were asking them. And Adriana said her name, but he wrote it with a B, Aubriana. Oh God! But then at the bottom it says not pictured Adriana, and I was like, yes, I had twins, and I named them Aubriana and Adriana because I hate myself. You're so dumb. (laughs) Like you couldn't read between the lines on that one, man. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you the first time I read this, I had a hard time like deciphering between the two G's. Sometimes I was like, wait, which one is good? <laughs> right. Which one is good and which one yeah. is evil? <laughs> well, it's because you didn't call him fucking Gabriel. That's why. That's fair. That is absolutely. And I listened to it instead of read it. So it was a little different. It was just a G. Now you, you know. know. The more you know. Okay. So Gabriel deserved it. So it's cool. Charlotte's not going to care. And he's like, also, like, I have a secret. Just like everyone in this um, chapter. Everyone has secrets. So he actually didn't want, Gideon didn't actually want to come back to London when his dad called him back from Madrid. And he really didn't want to come train Sophie and Tessa because he thought that it would just be kind of almost like a joke to them. Like they wouldn't take it seriously. But they've actually been really great to work with. And better to train than some of the sh- young shadow hunters that he was training in Madrid. 
And he actually looks forward to coming to their training. And it's actually Mm. been his favorite part of being home. You don't say. I do. (laughs) And then he asks her that if regardless of what happens with the training and if it has to stop or whatever, would she consider still seeing him? Oh, oh. Would would you like to see me again? And then we don't get to see what she said because Uh, we go back. So anyway. So as Mrs. Mrs. Amanda said, we're back. I don't know what it's going to say. Okay. We're back to Will, Tessa, Charlotte, and Woolsey Scott. And Tessa's thinking about how Woolsey doesn't fit how she pictured the head of the London person slash Wolf's pack to look. He's young, mid-twenties or so, slender, with um, shoulder-length blonde hair, and he's dressed in a velvet jacket and a paisley print scarf. Just so you know, dude is also wearing a monocle, which in my experience can only mean that he's either an evil villain or a peanut vendor. (laughs) Yep. So, (laughs) Woolsey looks over at Will and Tessa, and he calls them adorable, and tells Charlotte that they just must stay. They make such a charming couple. And like, it's really cute how Will's dark hair sets off tails. Tails. Tessa's pale skin. Awkward. Yep. Dude. She's like, actually, I was just making out with his best friend like 12 hours ago. But I was comparing the two of them. So you're you're not off track totally. Right. Right. <laughs> Tessa's voice squeaks and she's like, um, oh, thanks, but like nothing's going on between us, like despite like whatever you've heard. (laughs) And I want to know who the fuck she thinks he heard that from. Like he stopped and talked to Jessamine on the way up. Yeah. Like nobody's talking about that. Who who do you think he's heard that from? All these people talking about her being a changer. (laughs) Right. They're more interested in that. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard that she likes Will Harandel. Oh, my God. MJ. And they are. Anyway, what Woolsey actually says is, quote, nothing. Like, I didn't hear that. Like, nothing. I didn't hear it at all. I assure you, though your blushing bel- belies your words. Did I say that right? Belies? Yeah? Belies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I read it as bellies. <laughs> It's not bellies. Correct. I like that. Better. It bellies. <laughs> and obviously that's fucking awkward, but he ushers everyone to sit down and has Charlotte call for tea. And when they're sitting there, he asks where Jem was and then cites like oh, he's such a talented violinist. But then like, you know, I heard Garson himself play at the Paris Opera and after that, like everything just sounds like <laughs> dust. By the way, pity about that illness of his. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this guy. I don't know why. (laughs) He's my jam. So while they're waiting for Bridget, Charlotte tries to get the tea before the tea, but Woolsey's not about it. This dude is totally a whimsical free spirit, and he keeps bringing up all these awesome things he's done, people he's met, and artwork that he's seen. (laughs) So he decides to ask Charlotte about Henry, but she's saved from answering with the arrival of the tea. And the service is only set for two, and Bridget's really embarrassed. But Charlotte tells her that it's okay and she'll like, I'll ring for you if they, if I need anything else. Notice how she didn't condescendingly say, that will be all, Bridget. Uh-huh. Yep. Woolsey puts his milk into his teacup, which I did the other night and my husband thought it was absolutely disgusting, but it is in fact delicious. It is. Wrong. 
it is good. Anyway, he looks at Charlotte, and I'm imagining his smirk, and he's like, tsk, 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 the sugar tongs are silver. <laughs> Awkward. So oh, he's Charlotte. Like, Pour some sugar on me. Because he yes. can't get it himself. <laughs> No. <laughs> this is like a vegan bring, bringing their own food dude it's okay guys this person slash wolf travels with his own golden teaspoon and tongs he then goes into like how he tried this exotic delicious tea and then calls the one that's being served gunpowder which poor naive Tessa thinks it's because it's actually made of gunpowder insert eye roll emoji here no you didn't no come on come on kid that had to have been in a book somewhere charlotte's able to steer the conversation to get down to business to defeat the huns yeah but he's not necessarily about it he cuts her off and is like yes i read your letter was very boring uh downward politics uh please let me tell you about how i had my portrait painted (laughs) And I have to say, I think we've all met a Woolsey Scott in our life. And yes. I just wonder how he isn't walking around with a black eye. Like, I'm not sure. Like, Seriously. Just because he's dude pretty. Is annoying. How was your weekend? <laughs> just specifically so I can tell you about mine. Yep. It's because he's pretty. He's an Alexis Rose. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Charlotte tells Will to inform Woolsey of what he heard at Whitechapel. And he does without much embellishments. And Wolsey listens to the story and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't really involve me and I don't care. Ha 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 ha. I can't watch every person slash wolf in London and they aren't in my pack. And just so you know, the whole time in the background, it, that song's playing. Whoa, werewolves of London. Oh, you know, it's in the background the whole time. So, you know. I don't know what that is. <sighs> Dude. Nope. Sorry. I'm going to play it for you. Okay. Charlotte tells him that um wasn't necessarily the downwater politics. It was the whole like magister business that's concerning out of the drug den. Like we don't really care that person slash wolves are doing drugs, but like, right. you know. Right. <laughs> He's like, listen, I get it. You're afraid that I'm going to flip sides like De Quincey, but have no fear. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. He then explains how the night slash moon children have never really gotten along. And Tessa legit interrupts him mid-sentence to tattletale onto Quincy, telling Woolsey that he had Camille's lover, a person slash world, like, killed. And Scott's like, I know this. He was my bro jam. And ex-pack leader. And then he explains that he came to his position via vote, which is unusual because as we found out from Daddy Luke, you typically have to kill the alpha. And Woolsey had to find a way to kill De Quincey in order to avenge his brother. But Camille and Co. No, sorry. Charlotte and Co. had taken care of that for him. So he's really rather pleased. (laughs) He then asks if he died well. And Charlotte says that he died screaming. He's like, ah, yes. Music to my ears. Satisfying. (laughs) And now, as outlined in my mythical character contract, I now owe you a favor. (laughs) I will tell you all I know about Morty. (laughs) Although it's not much. (laughs) <laughs> good old Mort came to me in his early days to try to get me to join forces with him but as he had already enlisted douche Quincy that was a total no from me dog literally 
Portmain told me that I could totes change my mind if I ever decided to. And Will asks if Mortmain had ever monologued his evil plan to Wolsey, and he answers that his purpose is to destroy all shadow hunters, and he thought that part was <laughs> pretty obvious. <laughs> Charlotte's like, yeah, I think he like has a grudge against shadow hunters because we like murdered his parents or something. <laughs> Scott's like, hmm, yes, less of a grudge, more of like a manic obsession at this point. When he says he wants to exterminate all shadow hunters, he means it. I mean, sure, he'll start with England, but, like, that's just the beginning. Now, I have heard about a group of young wolves, unsworn to any pack, who've been doing some underground work for him and have been getting paid handsomely, but I didn't know about the drug. And Will tells them that this drug is really effective and it will keep them working night and day. That is, until they drop dead from exhaustion or the drug itself kills them. There's no cure for the addiction and it's deadly. And Wolsey's like, oh, is this that same Yen Fin powder that Jim is addicted to? Like, <laughs> how is he still alive? Hmm? Yeah, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, please elaborate. And Will's like, uh, Jim survives because he is a hunter of shadows. Obviously. And he uses as little as possible. And even with all that precaution, it will kill him in the end, as would withdrawing from it. <laughs> then the person slash wolf drops a giant bomb saying, quote, well, well, I do hope that the magisters merely buying the stuff up doesn't create a shortage in that case. Mm. On hearing this, Will goes white and gets up and leaves the room without saying a word. Charlotte says what we're all thinking. <laughs> He's headed to Whitechapel again. <gasps> and then asks Woolsey saying, um, like, was that really necessary? And um, not that they're asking my opinion, but like, yes, yes, it was. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And Agreed. Woolsey tells her that there's nothing wrong with foresight. And he took his own brother for granted before he was murdered by De Quincey. Murdered. It was most foul because it was done by a bird. <laughs> a <bat>. Sorry. <laughs> a foul, like a foul bird. Like a murder uh, most yeah. foul. Woolsey was, was being a vampire. Yep. Yours is better. Mine was stupid. Okay. No, it was great. <laughs> he then says, like, this whole magister business is rather beastly, which is really funny way to say it. <laughs> and fortunately for him, the wolves that are not in his pack aren't his responsibility. So he does not give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I believe Charlotte. that 100%. Yeah. Uh -huh. I don't fucking care. So Charlotte asks him to send his feelers out and tell them, like, any information he can muster. Like, it would be invaluable and the clave would be grateful. The clave. Mm -hmm. But Woolsey really isn't impressed with the clave's gratitude. He doesn't fucking care. So he tries to turn the conversation to Charlotte's personal life. But she shuts that shit down <laughs> and tells him, oh, there's this antique from the Bombay Institute that I've been dying to show you. In scene, exit. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah, that's a good uh, distraction. Yeah. Because you know he's into it. But yeah. all I could think of was Aloysius. Mm -hmm. Let me show you my chamber. My room Crazy. of horrors. Seriously. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my goodness. So, um, guys, make sure that you've read Chapter 11, Wild Unrest, for next week's episode. For behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworlderdishpodcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.